can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey gang, welcome back to Testing Thursdays with Wayne Ivasich. Hopefully everybody's had a great week and you're no longer tired of hearing me talking. <laughs> Here we go again. Well, today's topic is going to be a little bit shorter than, than some of the other ones, um, not because of the information, but it's kind of, it is what it is as far as what we know about things. So today we're going to be talking about phosphates and nitrates. Yeah, I know that the P word, phosphates, and the N word, nitrates. Big potential problems in our industry um, that need to be addressed and need to be understood in order to deal with them if they ever do occur. So when I talk about phosphates and nitrates. You'd do it again if you thought you could get away with it, wouldn't you? Uh, what I'm going to be talking about, probably both at the same time. So I'm just going to say phosphates, and if I say just phosphates, I'm also going to mean I'm also going to mean nitrates, unless I get towards the end and there is a dif- difference at some point. Anyhow, <sighs> how many times you have come across a, a homeowner's pool and it's green, but uh, there's no copper in the water? They don't use any algicides. Um, but yet the water's green. What, what, what's happening? Well, more than likely their landscaper has come by and has blown all of the grass into the pool or has dumped fertilizer in, unintentionally into the pool. That's causing issues. Phosphates and nitrates uh, are, par- are part of uh, plant food, and they're good for that. They are not good for pool water uh, or spa water. Uh, what happens is that when the phosphate gets into the pool water, um, and usually it's due to runoff, uh, you know, heavy rains, that kind of thing, uh, heavily landscaped uh, pool area, plants hanging over it, that's the one that kills me. Plants hanging over it, or or there's a potted plant right next to the edge of the pool, it kills me. Anyhow, um, so it, it rains heavy, uh, water overflows, and runs off into the pool water. This water has a certain level of phosphates and nitrates in it. Now, what, what these products will do once they're added to water is actually, in, in visualize this here with me, you've got, you've got water, okay? And you've got chlorine in the water swimming around doing what it's supposed to do. Along comes phosphates and nitrates, and it sees the chlorine. Hello, chlorine. Okay, and it starts beating up on the chlorine, and chlorine goes ah and runs away. Okay, God, did I just do puppets on a podcast? Oh, God, help me, please help me. Anyhow, um, that's kind of what's doing it here. Phosphates will will create a wall, uh, a, a chemical wall. Kind of visualize that that prevents the sanitizer chlorine primarily 
from doing the job it's supposed to do. So you have measurable amounts of chlorine in the water, but your water's turned green and you might even have mold growing if it has a propensity to do that. It's because the phosphates have prevented the chlorine from doing its job. Now, I've heard people, and I've even used it sometimes, that said, you know, phosphates consume chlorine. Well, it really doesn't consume. It doesn't eat it up like, you know, a, a breakfast buffet or something like that. It just kind of creates this wall that that prevents it from doing the job it's supposed to do. Nitrates do, do the same thing, but it's more phosphates than every, anything else. Um, generally speaking, you don't want anything greater than 125 parts per billion, not million, billion, PPB, as in billion, uh, 125 parts per billion of phosphates in the water. Anything above that can cause the, the discoloration I just described and can cause issues. Under that doesn't seem to really do much of anything, they found out, but 125 is that magic number. Well, how do you test for phosphates? Talk about nitrates in a minute. Uh, it's a color batching test. Now, pretty simple. Uh, some people will use test strips, but it's essentially the same. You add your, your sample water to a tube, and then you're adding uh, another reagent that causes it to turn stannous chloride, which causes it to turn a shade of blue. Then you compare that shade of blue to some kind of a printed chart that tells you where you are. Now, the, the good thing is that you don't need to be super, super duper specific as far as the number. If it's over 125 parts per billion, you got problems and you got to get rid of it. Okay. Um, testing for nitrates is essentially the same. The problem is it's very, very expensive to test for nitrates because of the reagents that are needed to do it. I mean, you're talking couple hundred dollars for a test kit, plus it costs almost that much to ship it because of the nasty chemicals inside. I mean, it is what it is. There are some nitrate test strips out there. Uh, they are also very, very expensive. Excuse me. So, you know, pick your battle. Um, if, if you've got phosphates, the likelihood of you having nitrates are really pretty good too. But it, again, it's the phosphates that are probably causing the issue. Phosphate test kits are relatively inexpensive, 40 bucks, you know, 30 bucks, depending on who you get them from. Uh, but it's pretty simple to do. Now, how do you get rid of phosphates? Okay, notice I didn't say nitrates, that's something different. But how do you get rid of phosphates? Well, um, you use a chemical. Well, first of all, the one way to do it is drain all the water, fill it back up with water, it doesn't have phosphate in it. That's the obvious answer. Doesn't solve the ultimate problem, though, is that you got to try to prevent it from coming back in the water again, which you might not have any control over. But chemically, you can eliminate phosphates in your, your pool water, in your spa water, by adding a chemical called lanthanum chloride, L-A-N-T-H-A-N-U-M, lanthanum chloride, which is... Pr which is it's the same chemical in a variety of different brand names for phosphate removers. Um, Phosby-free, Phosgon, no more Phos. I'm sure there's others out there. Those are the only ones I can remember right now. But um, it, they all contain lanthanum chloride. Now, some might contain a little stronger percentage of product uh, in the bottle than others. 
So take a look at the ingredients on the labeling to make sure you're getting the most for for your buck or several bucks. We interrupt this podcast with breaking news. Natural Chemistry Pool Products will send a phosphate test kit free of charge to any pool professional that purchases a Natural Chemistry brand phosphate remover through distribution. For more information, contact your local NC brand's representative. We now return to Wayne and the P&N words. Okay, but lanthanum chloride is the product you add directly to the water, which will remove, lower slash remove the phosphate in the water. And then your pool becomes pretty and happy again, okay, because there's no phosphates. You just have to prevent those landscapers from um, dumping stuff in the pool when they're done. Uh, Anyhow. Nitrates. Nitrates are a problem on a lot of levels, but the only way that I I take that back, there are two ways. Uh, The first way is I've already kind of mentioned, drain the water, refill it back up with water that doesn't have nitrates in it. Sometimes that's feasible. Most times it's not. Chemically, I have not seen this, but I've heard it from a number of people over the years particularly a lot of service people out on the West Coast, that if you super shock the pool, and by super shock, I mean take it up to about 30 parts per million, two or three times in a row, yeah, let that one sink in, that effectively changes the nitrates to harmless sodium nitrite. I'm not sure about that one. Okay, but I've, I've heard it from a lot of people over the years, and it said they say it works. I have phys- I have personally not seen that process done, but I'm putting it out there for y'all. The problems with doing something like that is is that if you have, for example, say a vinyl liner pool, and you're super shocking the 30 parts per million, you got to be really careful about how much you add and and where you add it so that you don't bleach out the liner. Number one, uh, if you're using a fiberglass shell, uh, same thing, okay? Um, But those are the two processes that I've heard about um, nitrate removal. The testing for nitrates is the same way. I think I might have mentioned this already. Apologize if I did, but it is a color matching test. But there there are ways to, to get around this. It's a test designed to provoke an emotional response. Wayne will be right back with more testing Thursdays after this short intermission. There's still a lot of talk um, out there about phosphates and nitrates. Some people out there, a lot of the old guard OGs, um, don't believe it occurs. Uh, More recently, it became an issue. Um, I I remember um, um, my mentor when I started in the industry, one of them, Neil Lowry, uh, wrote an article in Pool and Spa News. I still have it someplace here at home. Um, that, you know, we have a solution to a problem, but is there a problem? And it was all about phosphates. Yeah, you've got phosphates in the water. So what? You know, only if it's a really high level, do you really need to deal anything with it, deal anything 
do anything to it, to get rid of it. Um, so that got me to thinking a little bit. You know, it, it was a very, it was, it was a not a funny haha article, but it was funny in the sense that his headline um, um, uh, caught a lot of attention. You know, is there, you know, we have a solution to a problem. But is there really a problem? So uh, let me give you another example of, of what Neil was talking about back then. Good old Baltimore City water. That's what I have to use as an example. Yeah, we've got phosphates in the water. We've got about 50 to 100 parts per billion phosphates in the water. Why on earth does Baltimore City water have phosphates in there, Mr. Wayne? Well, let me tell you. Phosphates are great corrosion inhibitors in industrial applications. Phosphates help to slow down slash prevent corrosion in the infrastructure that's underneath the ground, particularly in, in, in cities that have been around for a long time, like pretty much all the major cities from Richmond all up to, to Boston. Um, so it helps provide, it helps to add a protective layer to uh, the inside of the pipe so that, you know, extreme changes in pH uh, that may cause corrosion or start corrosion uh, or exacerbate corrosion can be prevented. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a very good thing. Now you're going to see some water, some municipal waters in the, in the U.S. have slightly higher levels. Um, I, I can't remember where this is, but it's someplace in Florida. Forgive me, I don't remember which, which place it is. Naples is somehow floating to the top of my foggy, murky brain. They have phosphate levels of around four to 500 parts per billion. So basically you're screwed from the get-go when you fill up your pool. So what do these people do? Well, you add your phosphate remover as you're filling up your pool. Duh. Pretty simple, okay? Um, so is it important to get phosphate testing done? Yeah. Is it something you need to do on a regular basis? Nope. Not necessarily. It's one of those, you know, if it happens, it happens. Uh, for those of you who are on municipal water systems, then I'd say, okay, let's look at what the public record says. And, you know, since it's a municipal water system, it's a public information. You can get it on their Department of Public Works or Water Department website. They have to post it. And you can see what the phosphate level is. And phosphate chemically is written as P O and then a subscript for PO4, that's phosphate. That's what you're looking for. Um, and you also want to look at the nitrate level. That's just something the letter N as a nitrate. Uh, again, high, levels under 125 parts per billion don't really need to be played with. I, I mean, they're there. Just be aware of it. Uh, anything above 125 parts per billion, you really should get rid of it. Um, by adding that lanthanum chloride product for phosphates. If it's nitrates, eh, you might want to drain a little bit of water or wait until, you know, I wouldn't really, I would not wait until the water goes green because uh, that's like, no, that's you, you were too late. You needed to deal with it from the get-go. Um, for people who are in agricultural areas, for people who live near or on golf courses, for people who live on um, heavily fertilized areas, uh, you're going to see phosphates in your groundwater because that's what these uh, uh, you know, crop dusters use. That's what uh, the golf 
club golf course maintenance people use to keep those pretty greens green. Um, and it's same thing with, um, uh, I said agriculture used today. Yeah, for, for plants and, you know, for corn and, and things like that. The likelihood of you having phosphates and nitrates in your source water from a well, pretty high. Okay, then I would test that on a somewhat regular basis so that you know where, where you're coming from, you, you know at what point you need to deal with things, okay? So uh, you want to, if you live on a farm, you live near or on a golf course, you live in an area with a lot of um, uh, agriculture, um, you have a high-end or heavily landscaped pool, um, you have that um, heavily landscaped pool with a lot of plant overhang over the water, those are the five situations where you want to test your water or have your a service person um, test the water to make sure that um, if you have a phosphate level, it's manageable. Uh, and if it's not manageable, that's when you that's when you take it um, um, to the next level and, and get rid of it. So that's all I have on phosphates and nitrates today. But before I, I leave you all today, I want to rant just a tad, just a tad. Um, and I'll continue this rant on a future uh, podcast. But what I want to rant about is it it just grates the very being of my soul when I see a service professional, service professional, guy or gal, Go says, you know, I go out to the pool and I use my test strips to test their water. God, kill me now. Why on earth are you using the least accurate method of testing water on your customers' pools who are paying you bucks, money, to service their pools? Why are you doing that? Yes, I know test strips cost less. I get it. I understand it. Okay. However, test strips are only really good for am I need to am I where I need to be? Because if it's beyond the range where you need to be, test strip isn't going to hack it. Okay. A test a, a, a liquid, a wet chemistry kit, let's put it like that. Uh, a drop test, even a, a color matching test, like a pH test, is going to be infinitely more accurate than a test strip. Now, I'm not against test strips at all, at all, no way, shape, or form. You know, I think they're fine for for a homeowner to use in between your visits. I think it's fine for a mom to take a test strip or a pack to the local pool and test the kiddie pool before they let Junior in the water. That's great. Um, and, you know, that, that's fine. But for a service professional to use a test strip and nothing but them, that's just, no, you are no longer a professional. You're just out there for the bucks and you don't care. Um, I mean, I don't know how else. This makes me angry. Um, maybe it's because of who I worked for for over 30 years. Um, but the value of accurate testing and the value of quality testing cannot be emphasized more by what equipment you use. And if you walk into a homeowner's property with a little jar of test strips and nothing else, 
you know, I'm sorry. If if you were my service person, bye. See you later. I'm going to get somebody who knows what they're doing. I mean, it. it uh, I can't say it more plainly. Yeah, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, but, you know, I really don't care. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> I'm retired. But it, it's just it, it, it just unnerves me. You know, when I when even when I used to do trade shows, I'd have service people come up to me and say, uh, what you got in test strips? Uh, well, do you use anything else? No, I just use the test strips. Why? And they can't answer me other than they're cheap. <sighs> OK, yeah, fine. You know, look at the dollar, look at the cheapness, look at the quality, you know, but for the purposes that you're using them for, you need to. You need to use the right kind of equipment because you're not giving your customer the right information in order for them to understand what's going on in their pool. And when they start understanding, that's when they're going to become a good customer because they'll understand what it is you're doing, why it is you're doing, you know, what will do this to that when I add this or that, that kind of thing. And as far as testing is concerned, you need to make sure you're using the right equipment. Yeah, Wayne's on a little bit of a soapbox here, but, you know, look at where I come from. Uh, so using the right equipment all the time is going to benefit you in the long run more than anything else. So I'm done. Ranting over with. See you all next week. Have a good one. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 